Welcome to the High Performer Blueprint Podcast, where busy professionals learn the habits to become a high performer and live the healthy lifestyle they dream about. I'm your host, Leak Bola. Let's go. Today, we are joined by Josh Riven, owner and coach of Riven Mind Body. Josh, how you doing today? I'm good, man. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Oh, you're welcome, man. I'm glad to have you on. I know we've been going back and forth here about having you on the podcast. So I'm glad that able to have you on today. And Josh is really going to give us some great insight here today. We're going to talk about more about the self-care of the whole part of taking care of your body. It's really an aspect that we don't talk about enough because we always talk about the work it takes to get the results. But we're going to focus on that self-care today. And you know, one thing I know with happened to you, Josh, you talked about um, having like an injury that really allowed you to kind of adapt to different things that you focus on now with your clients. So what did you learn from tearing your hamstring? I mean, the biggest thing for me was more or less like I had a mindset before where it was more like, do as I say, but don't do as I do. Because I worked with many trainers before doing CrossFit, doing different workouts, and I'd be the person who could literally wake up from a nap and go play a basketball game and not think anything of it until mm. I suffered this injury that kind of changed everything because the biggest thing for me was going through the recovery and just how tedious it was. And it really put into perspective. It's like, you know, it can't just be that I tell my clients that you need to stretch, you need to do yoga, you need to get regular massage it actually forced me to implement it myself because that injury was like when I, when I actually laid on the ground, I was like, wow, man, I knew this was a mistake that I didn't warm up properly before running these sprints. And I knew like, even as a massage therapist myself, that I should have taken the initiative to get regular massage every two, three weeks. And it kind of was eye opening because it's just like I knew better. And that's what kind of jump started me. Right. It's like gaining that new perspective. I'm going to be honest as a coach. I'm one that always talks about recovery and I'm bad at it. And as I'm starting to get older and dealing with certain injuries I've dealt with, I'm like, man, I just really need to start putting more focus on that recovery aspect. Even this week, I was thinking about it. My um, elbow has been bothering me on my left side. Like I've been dealing with like my flexor muscles bother me. And now it's like, uh, the pain from like my tricep and I'm just really having that look at like I've already dealt with some different injuries that coming back and rehab and I'm just like man I'm getting older as well it's like I need to start putting more mm -hmm. focus on it because as a coach we talk about it but sometimes I know I'm a bad at focus on recovery I guess for me it's kind of the boring part of it it's not like the the fun the sexy part of you know where you're lifting weights you're lifting a bunch of weight and you're seeing the progress happen. So I know I'm kind of bad at that myself because of that. And I know I need to start putting more focus on it. So I know this is a really great episode that we can really dive more in depth into that to really help our audience here uh, with that. So I know Josh, you kind of have a unique perspective as being not only a coach, but you are also a massage therapist. So like, how has that given you like a unique perspective on fitness with being, you know, both a coach and a massage therapist? So excellent question. So I feel like having the knowledge as a massage therapist and also being a trainer, I really understand like what my clients need because I can train many clients during a session 
and they can complain about like various issues. And a lot of that like stems from trigger points and a lack of blood flow to a lot of muscles. So when I get my clients in a massage setting and I can release those muscles, do active trigger point medical massage type works, and I can free up the muscles, it allows them to perform better at the gym, increase their flexibility. Because one thing I'm always stressing to my clients is you can only get so much stronger if you're not flexible. And Mm. massage is a huge component that allows them to recover, allows them to get more blood flow in the muscles. And if you get it on a regular basis, it's going to make the biggest difference as far as preventing injuries and overall just performing better, like in whatever area of sport they're in. That is a big part of it as what you're talking about that we don't think about that other part of the aspect of the, the strength part, not just the lifting the weights and understanding resistance training is going to be able to stress the body and that's how you're going to grow from it. But also understanding some of the other aspects with the training that can help out. And I think that's pretty cool that you have both, you know, the expertise and understanding the training part of it, but also the recovery part of it. And I know that gives a unique perspective to your clients and even yourself, as you mentioned with uh, helping yourself. So this is really about self-care and understanding how we need to take care of our bodies better. So what is an underrated tool for muscle recovery? So there's a couple that I use. Like I personally, before I start any workout, I love using a massage gun and a massage stick. And these are great tools to kind of help stimulate blood flow. And a great thing is if you have a massage stick before you're deadlifting and squatting, I like to actually take it and kind of like do a self massage on like my calves, uh, hamstrings and quads. So that way it kind of assists me as far as range of motion when I'm doing those movements. And I'm along with being a massage therapist, like I'm a TPI golf fitness specialist. And one thing we always stress, a lot of golfers lack like plantar flexion, dorsiflexion. So by taking a massage stick and rolling out like your uh, muscles ahead of time before you do any movements, you get more blood flow and it's going to allow you to get more range of motion on like deadlifts, squats, lunges, vice versa. And that's a thing that I need to have. I don't have a massage stick. I do have a massage gun. I actually have a Theragun, but to be honest, like I to- talked about with the recovery part of it, good at doing it. Like if something's really bothering me and started using the massage gun, I know with like Theragun, they talk about you should even do it before the workout. So I just kind of want to know your opinions on that. Should you use the massage gun before the workouts as well, not just after the workouts? I recently started using the massage gun before the workouts because I feel like I can go into the workout feeling kind of like stiff and sore. So it kind of like there's a part of massage therapy technique that's called vibration. And by using the massage gun, it's a form of like vibration that's meant to stimulate the muscles and get more blood flow. So if you were at like an event, let's just say running track, uh, and you're an at like a lot of athletes who have to like sit down between events, it's good to actually use a massage gun on yourself if you can't get regular hands-on therapy or topodement, because it's going to help help keep the muscles warm and help keep them stimulated so you can get back into the event like a lot quicker recently like i play basketball with my friends so if mm-hmm. i'm like in a game where i'm sitting on like the well, on a bleachers and i can't play 
I'm going to do everything possible to keep those muscles warm. Because if I can't play for 15, 20 minutes and I go back in there stiff, I mean, I'm putting myself at further risk of injury. So I would definitely recommend it like before. And if you can do stretching and using it afterwards, it's going to make a big difference too. Because the more blood flow you can get in the muscles, it's going to increase recovery. Yeah, that's a big thing I need to start doing is doing it beforehand. And as I talked about, I'm bad at doing it. Sometimes the less it's bothering me to be like, okay, man, I need to, you know, go do it right now because I'm, you know, feeling the soreness from the workout or I'm feeling a little bit of pain here from how hard I just worked through it. So um, that's something I definitely need to implement more is doing it definitely before I'm going to start doing that because, um, especially with what I do and you mentioned you play basketball that's something that I do as well and I mean doing sprints doing leg days I mean that puts a lot of stress on some of my legs and as well and I know I can start feeling it toward the end of my program when I'm starting to increase the load so uh, I think that's important even if someone's not as active as maybe that you still have to remember the things that you do throughout the day you know definitely being in positions where uh, we know for some of the listeners right here if they're uh, sitting down a lot we know how stiff that can get with different muscles so definitely something um, to look at to help out so I know Josh you mentioned some pretty good things already to implement in the self-care uh, routine so is there anything else that you recommend someone implement in their self-care routine to help them out absolutely and I find it, it's a balance between like uh, work self-care and social it's something I'm always like preaching to my clients to where you have to balance out like your work work and workout schedule throughout the week. And one thing that I've been personally tried doing myself and has been successful with is, yeah, I mean, I love going to the gym and I love lifting, but I know I need to hold myself accountable to stretching. So I would try to incorporate a couple of yoga classes a week because I not only find that it helps me like uh, loosen my muscles up and it holds me accountable to stretch, mm-hmm. but allows me to be like present in the moment and really focus on my breathing. And not only as a massage therapist, they preach proper breath work because when you're breathing properly during the massage, it allows you as like the client to relax fully, but it makes the therapist's job a lot easier because he can sink into those muscles a lot easier and increase blood flow. So recently, when I've been starting to do a lot more hot yoga, a lot of those same principles apply because I feel like focusing more on my breath allows me to relax. It keeps my heart rate down and not skyrocketing and allows me to be more present in that class and focusing on what muscles I need to like release and relax. Very similar to getting a massage. So a lot of times after class, like doing a simple hot yoga class to me feels like uh, leaving a massage feeling like invigorated. The muscles are nice and warm. So overall, just taking time to balance out your schedule to make sure you have a variety. Like you have days every two weeks to balance out getting a massage, focusing on holding yourself accountable to doing yoga two or three days a week to supplement to what you do in the gym. Because the reality is this, it's not sometimes like what you want, it's what your body needs. So Listen to your body when it tells you, okay, you know, I may want to like go and like lift legs hard today, but it's not what my body's like telling me to do. Like I'm very stiff and tight in the hamstring glutes and hips and getting a good like stretch in is going to give me more benefit than me trying to go warm them up throughout the gym. And then afterwards it inflicts more pain and injury. Got it. Yeah. That's, 
definitely something I think that is underrated. What you're talking about is breathing. I know we don't really talk about that as much of how breathing can help out. So definitely following the routine, like you mentioned, doing yoga can really help out. And one thing I want to talk about as well, Josh, I know there's a lot of new things that kind of come out and that is promoted. Uh, we know in our industry, sometimes those things can kind of be overhyped. Uh, one thing I've noticed that some gyms are really promoting that they're offering as far as amenities is like uh, red light therapy. Now, I just want to know your thoughts. Has that has that been something you explored or anything that you really know about? I know that's something that a lot of gyms are promoting now is like the red light therapy. I mean, listen, I'm not against it. I've always been one of the, th for me, I'm more like old school in my approach. Like mm -hmm. all those remedies are great. And if you have access to them, by all means, like give it a shot. It doesn't hurt you. But my approach has always kind of been like, I keep it simple. And mm -hmm. for my clients that I train them, the simpler I keep it to them, the greater chance they're going to have of holding themselves accountable to a self-care routine. So I always try to tell my clients like work out, stretch regularly, eat the right foods, and overall try to get like massage and chiropractic care every two, three weeks to keep the body like right. Definitely. I understand that. I definitely keep it simple. I know there's a lot of different things that could be out there. And as you said, that we make sometimes overcomplicated and maybe feel like overwhelmed. I know as coaches, we always try not to overwhelm our clients. We want to keep it simple, uh, something that they can stick to where it doesn't take too much of a commitment. So definitely understand where you're coming from there, Josh. So I know you've worked with a lot of clients just like I have. Can you share a client story that had a profound impact on you? Absolutely. I mean, there's many that I can choose from, but there's one most recently of a client that I train in his home three days a week. Like things started off like great. Like we were doing mm -hmm. three days a week of like strength training and overall, like we do like flexibility type work, but he approached me, like, I'm going to say a little bit over six months ago and kind of said, it's like, listen, I know that we've been making serious strides as far as strength training goes, but I'll be honest, like I've been kind of bored and I have a hard time of doing cardio my own. He gets bored simply just like doing the Peloton, going the elliptical. So he mm -hmm. kind of approached me with a little bit of like a different approach to where it's like, why don't we switch things up a little bit? And as a trainer, like we're all guilty of it. Like we kind of all like are like where we have a fixed mindset to where it's like, no, I know this like works for my client and I know if they stick to it, they're going to get great results. But working with my client, Mike, he kind of forced me to like go a little bit outside the box just for me to kind of implement like cardiovascular ideas with him. Mm -hmm. So one day a week, like I started training him, like playing basketball and doing various drills to kind of like get his heart rate up just so he has fun. One day a week we do like boxing and another day a week we started doing like running routes and like football. And then recently on his off days, I like encouraged him to buy like the dribble up basketball and boxing gloves. So that way he approaches like exercise with like things he enjoys just so it doesn't feel like a chore for him. So he kind of taught me to like think outside the box that not everything necessarily has to be like what we typically would approach in a gym setting. Like any type of physical activity is good. And for me, it was like, wow, okay, you know what? I'm actually, this is completely like uh, unorthodox to how I would train a client, 
but I saw how much like joy it brought to him. And I saw how much joy it was actually bringing to me. Cause it's like, you know what? It's like, I'm adding variety into my routine. And it kind of taught me to where it's like, there's a lot more out there to just the to just going to lifting weights, going on the treadmill, simply just listening to your client intensely and just implementing things that they typically wouldn't do just made it fun for them. And it made it a lot of fun for me. I like that because being adaptable is something as not only we want our clients to do, but as coaches as well, I think that's part of our growth that we learn that people find joy in different movements, of course. So we want to be able to help them out and, as you mentioned, we have our principles within training and we have the certain exercises that we may know that are really good for our clients. You know, we think about some different of uh, the movements. We know about foundational movements and how they can help out. But there's so many different exercises that someone can do and get amazing results. So I really like that, Josh, that you did have that mindset to be open to those ideas and really fitting that around your client's workout to really help them out, which is so important. I think we all can benefit from understanding to have an open mindset to the different things we can do with exercise. So I really appreciate everything you have talked about here, Josh. And I know we've gone back and forth about sharing different things that whoever's listening right now is going to benefit from. But as we know, many still struggle with taking action. So what's the thing you would tell someone struggling with taking action on their journey? Listen, the biggest thing is, is the hardest step is just getting yourself to start an exercise program. But one thing I'm always preaching that it takes 21 days to build a routine. Once you've consistently done something for 21 days, it's no longer a habit. It starts becoming a routine you start feeling the benefits of exercise. You're going to start feeling an increased energy level. You're going to overall start feeling like, hey, my clothes are starting to feel better. So my advice to anyone who's just getting started is, is just like commit to doing something for 21 days straight. And you're going to notice just the overall difference. Because I have a lot of clients who, sadly, a lot of people are guilty of it. They want results right away. And mm -hmm. it's simply not the case. And I think if you actually approach it to keeping it simple and just doing something consistently for 21 days straight, even if it's not going to the gym, it could just be overall like drinking 64 ounces of water a day, going for a walk for 30 minutes or playing various sports they enjoy. If they can start simple and overall start building like solid routines, it's going to allow them to progress like later on. Because it's like they found things they enjoy doing and it doesn't feel like a chore to them. So best advice I can give to somebody is, listen, it may be hard for you to get started right away, but keep things simple and just make a commitment to yourself that I'm going to like uh, start things off simple, doing something for 21 days straight and build from there. I like that a lot because that's something I talk about is just understand that you're going to allow momentum to work for you. We forget that concept of how things do really start working for you. Once you start getting going, the hardest thing is now because you've done nothing. So to get yourself to do something feels hard. So the best thing you could do is keep it as simple as possible because you can build upon that. You can grow from them. Just like you mentioned, Josh, something as simple as 
Well, I'm going to do something that's going to be healthier. Eventually, that's going to lead to you start doing other habits. You start putting it together and allow it. Don't overwhelm yourself by thinking that you need to do everything at once. Start off pretty small, and then you will see that momentum work for you. So great point there. So, Josh, where can our audience get connected with you at? So you can connect with me on Instagram at Riven Mind Body. Uh, on Facebook, I'm Josh Riven, R-Y-V-I-N. And yeah, check out my content. Uh, let me know like uh, what you think. And yeah, I mean, listen, we're all part of this fitness journey together. And listen, the one thing I'm always telling my clients is no one's perfect, including mm -hmm. like myself. Like I go through the same struggles and the same like trials and tribulations as like uh, all of you do. So my biggest thing for me is I tell my clients is I want to meet you like where you're at and I'm going to do it with no judgment because we all got, we all got to get started somewhere and there's no place to get started. That's the thing. <laughs> that is so true. Once again, Josh, thank you for joining here. And I know the audience has definitely benefited from today. All right. Thank you very much, Lee. I appreciate you having me. Thank you for joining us this week. To view the complete show notes and all the links mentioned in today's episode, head over to ltaperformers365.com slash high performer. Before you go, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. And if you love this podcast, feel free to leave a review. And if you're ready to create your own high performer blueprint, be sure to head over to ltaperformers365.com and we'll talk soon.